Hello, everybody. How are you all doing? I'm doing fine here in San Antonio. As you may have heard, well, all around the world, it's hotter. But if you compare it to the way it was last year at this time, probably a few degrees warmer, you know, a few degrees hotter. No big deal. No sense of complaining about the weather, right? Not much we can do about it. You live in San Antonio, Texas, and you got to be used to the heat. Well, it is a little bit more this year. No big deal. Global warming, probably. If you like the cold weather, move to Alaska. If you don't, then don't go to Alaska. I guess you say anywhere where you live, right? You don't like the weather. Move somewhere else. There are places in the world, believe it or not, where the climate is very temperate. All year round, doesn't get too hot, doesn't get too cold. Well, last Saturday at this time, I was in Juneau, Alaska. You probably didn't know because they play repeats for me sometimes when I can't make my show. And so today is Saturday the 23rd. Oh, I just remembered this is my one of my best friend's birthday. Jeff Carson, he lives in San Diego, and we went to high school together. We kept in touch, situated, and we both moved to San Diego. I lived there from, and we used to see each other. He was going to college, and even today, that was 1973 when I graduated from high school. Even today, we stay in touch. So that reminds me, I need to get on Facebook tonight and wish him a happy birthday. But last I was saying. This time last week, we were in Juneau, Alaska, on board a cruise ship. Well, yeah, on board a cruise ship for a week, leaving out of Seattle. We went up along the British Columbian coast to Alaska. First, we went through some fjord. It was really incredible. Winding our way through this kind of neck between mountains, which were snow-covered and laden with Pine trees would look like some kind of deciduous tree, which I think was a pine tree. There were whales all over the place. I've got a video of a whale. They would uh, come up, surface, you know, and blow their air out of their blowhole, and then go back down and wave the tail or stay underneath the surface of the water. And they didn't always do that, but you can tell they were around, you know, usually that blowhole blowing air up into uh, above the water surface was visible plainly for to identify that they were there. I also saw an otter. I saw a bear over in the distance. One of my fellow cruisers said he saw a black bear up on the, the ridge where we went by. And so it was a pretty interesting time for one week. The weather was not so... If, if you could say, if it was, you know, if you call weather great or not. In other words, it was rainy and cold in the 50s. It's not what I'm used to on cruises that have taken me for the past. And after going through the fjord, we stopped at a place called Icy Point Strait. And we docked by the shore. And people got off. We didn't. We got off only one time, but there we didn't get off. And they, they looked like they had those 
wires that were strung out um, down this side of a mountain where people could, uh, what do they call them, zip lines, where you, you know, you grab a hold of a bar and then you go down a couple hundred feet. I'm not sure how far, you know, maybe a thousand feet. And that looked like a lot of fun, but not something an old person would want to do. You know, when I was younger, I probably would do something like that. But nowadays, I'm not so interested, you know, not that I don't have the courage to, but and my wife definitely doesn't want to do that. You know, we're both almost 70 years old. So. But there were a lot of people that were having fun doing that. And they also had a polar plunge, our cruise director, and a lot of other people went and jumped in the water, which was pretty cold. I mean, there were still pieces of ice all over the place, you know, floating in the water. So, you know, the water temperature had to be at least 40, 50 degrees, you know. In the wintertime there, all the water freezes over. And then during the summer months, beginning usually in May through September, it warms up, the ice melts, you know, the water opens up, the ships can come in, but there's still a little pieces of ice. You might have heard the Norwegian sun was up there the other week and hit a, a piece of ice, nothing major. You know, they said it was an iceberg, but it was just a, a chunk of ice off of an iceberg, and I don't think it caused any real damage. Anyway, we saw that cruise ship when we went to Seattle. It was over on the side, docked. Maybe they were doing repairs to it. I couldn't tell. But anyway, from IC Point Strait, we went to Juneau. And that was a proper cruise ship terminal there. You know, with uh, there was like three other cruise ships already there. And we got off. and We had some friends that were cruising along with us, although we didn't see them too often because they were in a separate group. And they were doing their own thing. We were doing ours. You know, we had supper dinner in the dining room every evening and uh, they had theirs and we didn't get together at that time but they invited us to go to this king crab shack called tracy's king crab shack in juno to meet them there at 11 o'clock and we would have lunch together so we got off the ship my wife and i did and we were a little bit early got there about 10:45, and there was a line outside uh, this place is really popular and now, they didn't have enough tables and chairs. Well, when we got to the cashier, we paid for the crab. I'm a vegan myself, so a white cheese, everything. It was $75 a pound for king crab. And they have all they had all kinds of other crab, like Dungeness and snow crab, and I don't know what else. They had shrimp and other seafood available, different kinds of fish. Fresh, right? I mean, Juno, that's probably where the some of the deadly catch that you see on TV the program, you know, where they drop their their catch off in places like that, I imagine, you know, because they were just cooking up that king crab, all that all that crab meat. So I we got three pounds. You can eat three pounds? That was two hundred and forty dollars. I said, Man, I got a hot main wife. And uh, so, anyway, we went inside and waited until they finally got our meal ready. You know, got everything ready. We'll find a, a couple of places for us to sit down at a picnic table outside the crab shed. And outside, 
And then we've been standing in line. Um, by the way, our friends, they got there late, so they went all the way to the back of the line. And then we got the, uh, the king crab came, and it had some coleslaw and bread to go along with it. So I had coleslaw and bread, and my wife gave me hers. And then our friends came and found a picnic table right next to ours outside, and they ordered their stuff. And So it was very delicious, my wife told me. The king crab was. She got butter and fresh, you know. She said, this is great. Better than lobster, I said. Better eating it. It looked very, you know, mouthwateringly delicious. Anyway, we went back to the cruise ship, and then the next stop after that was Ketchikan. And these places, you know, first thing I think about when I look at all, all the buildings around us, I wonder what this place looks like in the wintertime, you know, with tons of snow everywhere and freezing temperatures and the wind blowing, whipping blizzards all over the place, you know what I mean? And I guess they, you know, they hang in there. They've got stores that they open up, all kinds of stores, you know, to accommodate every need that the people of Alaska have. Uh, you know, people drive on the roads, and no doubt they can be very dangerous in the wintertime. But in the summer, when things warm up and the ice and snow melts, and it looks pretty normal like a regular town or city, but I can tell the build, the buildings take a beating, you know. I'm, I was looking at some, and they look kind of old and weather-beaten. And I was thinking, my God, I wonder if they have any problems with the pipes, you know, there in Alaska. And I heard that the citizens of Alaska, they get some kind of stipend from the government, an annual stipend to help them live, you know. So if you ever want to go to Alaska, you can get that extra money from the government, but maybe in the old days, you know, when I was in the Army, I wouldn't have mind being assigned there. But for me, right now, it's too cold. I wouldn't want to. I was born and raised in Canada, and it's pretty cold in Canada, colder than the United States, right, in most parts, because it's north of the United States, and the even colder than that. And so while we're on, and if you've ever been on a cruise, that's, Always exceptional, outstanding. The singers and the dancers were fabulous. You know, they worked so hard. And, you know, they're worthy of entertaining at Broadway on Broadway or Las Vegas. You know, they're that good. I'm very, always, in all the cruises I've done, and that's like maybe 35, 36 cruises since 1989, the entertainment has always been first class. The dancers and singers are from all over the world. America, the United States, Canada, England, everywhere. Ukraine, Russia, China, everywhere you can imagine, anywhere in the world. They all, you'll see a, a diversity of human beings on cruise ships in the staff, not to mention the the passengers, you know, on this particular boat, it was the Carnival Splendor, which takes 3,000 passengers and maybe a third of that many crew. And it was an older ship, 
I think, commissioned back in 2009, but very decent. It was refurbished in 2017. Uh, one of the bigger class cruise ships. And we didn't have any complaints with the, the service or the, the boat itself. You know, our balcony was very decent. We kept the door of the balcony open usually uh, almost every night. Uh, I think the first night out, it was pretty rainy and windy and cold, so we, we didn't have it open the first night. But the second night, and uh, there were times when I, I closed it, you know, if there's a lot of noise outside. But for the most part, we had the door open at nighttime to get fresh air. That's one thing I've noticed on a cruise ship. If you go on a cruise, may I recommend that you get a balcony because if you get an interior room, and yes, they are cheaper, less expensive, but you want to be able to get fresh air in there because the ship's ventilation is not that good. And one time we got sick. My wife was kind of already sick, and then I got sick. We were in an interior room, and so I think I caught what she had. All you have is the ventilation and, you know, the oxygen content was not that good, you know. There's nothing like fresh air, right, my friends? You go outside, get fresh air, sunshine. But some of this artificial air you have inside a building, it just doesn't have the same quantity of nitrogen, oxygen. So it behooves all of us, right, to make, to make sure, to ensure we sufficiently oxygenate ourselves, right? Even our cars, we drive our cars down the road, and if it's hot, the first thing you do is turn your air conditioning on. But if if you can, open up a window to get some fresh air in there, my friends. Your body will thank you for it. Just a word of advice to my fellow co-creator gods in the making, you know, among other things. That's what I talk about in my show with, Something that's anything that's good for the spirit or the soul or the body. Anyway, back to the cruise ship. So I also did karaoke. I, I couldn't mess up on the karaoke, and it was pretty hop in that place. They had a a pub called the Red Frog Pub at the back end of the ship, and when I first got there, it must have been about fifty people in the room, and these were all karaoke. I was just say uh, aficionados, fans of karaoke, you know. So there were people getting up there and singing. So I went in there and I began singing my songs, all the songs that I know. And I think altogether I sang about five or six. So I went, well, the first day I sang one, the next day I sang two. Because you got to wait a long time. After you sing one song, then you got to wait probably 45 minutes to an hour to get your next song because everyone's going up and signing up. Everyone wants to sing, but not everybody sings to the audience. That's one thing I noticed, and I've seen it before in other cruise ships, in cruise ships and in karaoke bars. You've got people who look at the monitor, and that's something I, I used to do a long time ago. I began singing karaoke when I was in the Army in 1995, assigned to the city of San Francisco. I went to a karaoke place and and if you're having fun doing that, that's okay. You know, I understand. If you don't, if you go home and never pick up a microphone again, if you don't sing again, I understand. But if you're going to be a singer, 
eventually you have to work away from looking at the words on the monitor. Remember words, you know. That's what I did when I began singing for the wounded warriors, you know. It makes your voice sound a lot better. You can look out into the audience, make eye contact with everyone out there, and that's what it's all about. It's the same when giving a speech at Toastmasters, the public speaking club that I'm a member of. You don't look at something. You don't look at your speech, your notes. You look at people out there. You, that's where the action is, you know? That's where the action is. I can't say it enough. But some people, with exception of maybe one or two other people, they all look at the monitor, you know, and your voice just doesn't sound that good. But, no, no, I couldn't criticize them. I shouldn't criticize them. I'm just saying I'm an accomplished singer. I've been doing karaoke for many years. Also, I'm a member of a choir, a gospel choir, since 2012, over 10 years. So, and I know how to use a microphone. So they had a competition. I entered the competition. Did they pick me? No. Because they had groups. They asked everyone to raise their hand. Do you want this person to go on to the next round, to the final round? So I got, first time I got 40 votes. The winner got 100 votes. So there was well over 100 there at the competition. And then they had another, uh, first they're looking for 15 people who want to compete. And we had about that many the first day. The second day, they were going to look for another 15 people in the top four of both days, and we'll go to the final competition on the last day. So eight people were going to compete. And I came in six out of that first, actually 14 instead of 15. And then on the second day, I went there, and they said if not enough people signed up, then the losers from the previous day could join, could participate. So I was waiting there, and the karaoke DJ said, okay, there's enough room. You all can come up and sign up. So I signed up, and I came in sixth. No, fourth. No, fifth out of 11. So I didn't make the top four that day either. I sang. The first day I sang God Bless the USA. The second day I, I sang My Way by Frank Sinatra. And I, I'd sung it before. I always knocked that song out of the park. And yes, there were a lot of people there. I didn't look at the monitor at all. I never looked at the monitor of those songs I sang. I sang Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. I sang All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell. And I forget what else. Oh, Strangers in the Night. So I'm going to sing some songs today because that's what I do. I practice and I've got my church tomorrow where I'll stand up in front of the congregation and sing songs of praise to God, creator of the universe, for the miracles of all creation. I sing these songs, so I'm going to warm up by singing some songs to you out there listening, like I've done before in the past. And I'm going to open up by singing the song that I sang in the first competition, God Bless the USA, and it goes like this. Let me take a drink of water, I'll take a drink of water. All acapella. Acapella is how I practice now. 
if you can sing a cappella, my friends, that will help you become a, an outstanding singer. And even though I go to karaoke, I pick up a microphone and sing the music, I practice acapella singing. If you can get acapella singing down, it's so much harder. You, you really have to listen, you know, to get all the notes right. Acapella singing is the way, my friends. Here's a little bit of advice to you. If you want to become an accomplished singer, learn to sing acapella. Then when you go and you sing with the music, you might have to practice also a time or two with the music to make sure you have the harmony and timing right. But for the most part, acapella singing will take you through a song perfectly. You'll have you'll know how to sing it just right. If you know the song well, you know, you gotta listen to it of course first. Anyway, this song goes like this. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I worked for all my life. I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., well, there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say that I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA and I'm proud to be an American or at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the U.S. Well, 
I had the crowd going when I sang that song. But one thing I've noticed in competitions, whether it's a speech competition, a speech contest, or a karaoke competition, that doesn't matter how well you sing, they don't like you, or if they like someone else better, they're going to vote for them. And I kind of have a problem with that. I, I've gotten used to it, I guess you can say. It's a hard pill to swallow, though, you know. There was a guy, he also that competed, he also competed on the second day. He may be not, not as good a singer as I am, you know. I say that humbly, but it's obvious, you know, if you dedicate 20, over 25 years to sing, and you're a member of a choir, and you sing all the time, naturally, you're going to be a better singer than someone who sings part-time, maybe once a week, once a month, or once every cruise, you know. But this guy, he'd been around. He'd competed before in the past in other competitions. So I didn't mind. But you know what? I didn't win either competition. But the karaoke DJ, and this guy was an outstanding individual. His name was, oh, see, I forgot his name. i got to remember it because I've still got to do the survey and let him know uh, some of the people there that did well. You say in the survey what you liked and give them names of people who you liked, and then they can get promoted. I'll ask my wife. She'll probably remember his name. I'll remember it, too. Um, I just can't think of it off the top of my head. This one singer himself, every now and then he would... Say, okay, I'm going to sing you all a song, usually so slow songs so people can get out and dance on the dance floor there in front of the karaoke monitor. But you know what he did? He, I think he recognized that maybe I got robbed, <laughs> so to speak, you know. I say that in, in good fun. He sent up to my room a bottle of champagne because they give away bottles of champagne on cruise ships if you've never been on one before. They do that a lot for people who win. Also, they have the, what they call a plastic ship on a stick, which is like gold-plated of the Carnival Splendor and also a medal that they give first-place finishers. And he sent it up to my room with a note saying, I was an amazing singer, and uh, thank you very much for participating and making it a good time. And um, said some other very kind words. I kept that note. And I'll always treasure it because he was such an outstanding, amazing young man from uh, the Philippines, I think. Uh, just a beautiful singer. Anyway, him doing that kind of picked up my spirits. And as I mentioned, you know, when it's left to other people to decide how you did, it's not always going to turn out the way you want it to because people are subjective in how they feel towards you, you know? I mean, you could be, take for example, a speech contest, you could be the best speaker in the world, you could be someone like President Obama or Mr. Trump, I'll give that to him, you know, before he went crazy thinking that he won the election, I voted for him, you know, and and he is an excellent public speaker, he has no fear, you know, Mr. Trump has no fear. I'm sorry he went crazy, but I can understand, you know, and sometimes we need to get crazy to survive. But I think the Republican Party is in 
danger right now. They need to pick somebody who's who can win, you know, who can restore the faith of the people, can can be liked again. But I've been watching the January, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. I've been watching the January 6th committee meetings, and this last one where they talked about Mr. Trump didn't do anything when people were getting injured, the police were getting beaten up. I know some people don't want to hear it, but you have to be logical. One has to be logical. It's important. It's important for people to be logical and not create fantasies, you know, and base their life on a fantasy. Being logical is part of being an an advanced soul, a more evolved. It's part of your evolution to think of things logically. You know, I'm concerned about the people out there who who still support Mr. Trump and think that the election was stolen. And I'm concerned for their logic, their rationale. Where is the evidence? Where is the reason behind that? You know, I, I wish that, I really don't wish him any harm. I, I liked some of the things that he did. He made me laugh a lot. You know, at the beginning, especially like during the primary before he was elected. And I can understand how quickly they impeached him twice. It wouldn't have happened if the House hadn't turned from Republican to Democrat after two years. And I don't think either of the impeachments were justified in my mind. But to think that the election was stolen without any evidence over almost two years later is not what I call logical, my friends. And if you want to jump on that bandwagon, well, you have free will, you can. But I'm just saying that probably there are some people that would rather vote Republican no matter what. Just like Mr. Trump said, he can go down at one time Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. And people would still vote for him because they don't want to vote for a Democrat. They would, that would be the last thing they would want to do. It doesn't matter how good the Democrat was. They're like that lady who was a witness. She said, I'm a lifelong Republican. Well, yes, I can understand that's probably in your ancestry, you know, but I ask each and every one of you out there to keep an open mind like I do. I try to do. I don't vote for the party. I vote for the person. And that's important, you know. Look at the person. Judge for yourselves how they are. Mr. Trump started out, he wasn't a politician. And that's why I liked, I didn't vote for him, I voted for Hillary, actually, in 2016. But I voted for him in And he had 74 million people vote for him also, but also as I was saying, not to mention all the things about him trying to change the election and calling all these people in Georgia and Arizona, which was illegal, you have to admit. I mean, the president not supposed to do those kinds of things, right? Logical, right? But I was there 187 minutes knowing that policemen were getting beaten up, people were getting in, a person got killed. That his own vice president didn't support him because 
he knew that he was wrong saying the election was stolen, right? Now, Mr. Pence is a very outstanding, reasonable, logical, good politician. That's the kind of person we need. But Mr. Trump threw him underneath the bus. And don't you believe that those people there in the riot in the, at the insurrection weren't looking at their cell phones? Video footage shows that when Mr. Trump sent out that tweet saying Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what was right, wrong answer, Mr. Trump. No, that's not logical. He was just doing his duty as a, as a vice president, as a politician. And so then the, the rioters spread the word around, hang Mike Pence. And they were actually, he was within seconds of being physically injured or maybe killed, or a lot more people would have been killed because the Secret Service guarding him would have opened up with their guns and shot a lot of people. You know, it could have been a lot worse. But Mr. Trump threw his own vice president underneath the bus. I mean, times, even though I voted for him, it's like a five-year-old, the mentality of a five-year-old. He gets angry over the little stuff. You have to admit that. Even if you, you vote... You voted for Mr. Trump. You're going to vote for him again. You know, some of the tweets, I'm glad we don't have to listen to his tweets anymore, calling people crazy and morons. Be logical. I mean, I love the man. I still pray for him, you know, all the time. I don't wish him any harm. And he didn't do anything. He sat there in his dining room looking at the TV when he could have. He was the only person that could have stopped it. He could have stopped it, could have stopped all that violence. And how they were so disrespectful to the police. As an outstanding citizen myself, I know the police, they make mistakes. They get angry. They lose their tempers. They do crazy stuff. We see it on the television all the time. But for the most part, you have to agree the police are good, decent people. The majority of them are. There's some bad apples everywhere in every occupation, right? Mr. Trump could have stopped that. All he had to do was make an announcement. He didn't even call in the National Guard. He didn't call in any reinforcements. That is criminal, my friend. No matter what you say, you have to think of this as being logical. What he did was criminal because he could have stopped all that violence, and including hanging his own vice president. If you still want to support Mr. Trump, well, all I can say is that you have the free will to do so. But may I recommend that you choose another superstar of a Republican out there, and preferably a woman, because we need to get away from these men and all their violence, all these male politicians who think they know how to run the country or lead the world, when really they're just big babies, you know, who have egos and tempers and don't do the right thing and send women's families, children out to war to get killed. You want to continue voting for male politicians? Is that the right way? Is that part of your evolution, my friends? I think not. Look at it logically. I think Elon Musk, that billionaire, has said it best. And Mr. Trump ought to just ride away into the sunset. Go play golf, Mr. Trump. Run your business. Stay out of politics. You blew it. What you did was irreparable, and probably they're going to convict you of criminal charges, Mr. Trump. I love you. I'm sorry to say. 
I'm not going to vote for you again because you blew it. You went crazy. I'm a logical person. That's how I stay alive. That's how I live day by day. It's written in my DNA, so to speak. Everything I do is logical. Like I said before, and I love saying this when it comes to logic, there is life out there, my friends. I can prove it to you through logic. If you've heard my show before, you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. With all this life on Earth, all the millions of insects, all the thousands of types of birds and reptiles and amphibians and mammals, and I do mean hundreds, thousands, thousands of different types of bodies, not to mention the trees and the flowers and the fruits and the vegetables. All this life happened by accident. Logically, it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe, and that's especially for you atheists and agnostics out there. But if you believe in a creator like I do, then you know that creator, if he, she, because the creator is both male and female, had the power to create all this life on Earth, then logically the creator would have the power and the knowledge to create either the same life or different life, like imagine anywhere, again, anywhere in the universe. And I do mean anywhere. So logic will set you free, my friends. Mathematics. And geometry is how the universe operates. You go outside of that, and then you risk your eternal soul not evolving. You want to come back to a planet like this, of a lower evolutionary category, full of war and killing all the time? I think not. I don't want to. I want to graduate from this kind of existence to a higher category of evolution planet a higher category of spiritual development. But like I said, I don't wish Mr. Trump any harm. I just wish that he would. Like Elon Musk said, go play your golf, Mr. Trump. Stay away from politics, please. You had your chance. You had some good ideas at the beginning. Make America great again. Stop China from taking advantage of the United States and other countries, too. You did some good things. But you know what? You were going to drain the swamp, but the swamp got the best of you. They beat you at your own game, at your own strategy. Now, for your own health and well-being, please, stay out of politics. Go play golf right away into the sunset, like Mr. Musk said. God, I pray that you would bless Mr. Trump, help him in any way he needs it. I know his family members have also encouraged him to probably give up politics, and they were telling him to stop the riot, the insurrection. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. Like a five-year-old child throwing a temper tantrum, pouting over having lost the election with no evidence to support his claim of a stolen election, of voter fraud. The Supreme Court didn't support support him. All the lawsuits were unsuccessful. And so, that's it, my friends. I have nothing else to say about Mr. Trump. I'm not going to vote for him. I wish that the Republican Party would find a new budding superstar of a person, like I said, hopefully female, because we need more women leaders in this world, more female leadership. We don't need old men. Sorry, no offense to Mr. Biden. I 
greatly respect and admire him, but we need someone younger, you know, someone who is more physically able. Um, let me rephrase that because I, that didn't sound quite right. It's not that I'm saying that Mr. Biden's doing a bad job. I think he's doing the best he can. And with all his experience, it's so valuable, his knowledge, his institutional knowledge. But do we really want someone like him to compete against Russia, Mr. Putin, or Mr. Xi and China? We need fresh, new ideas. We need someone who's strong and powerful. That's just between me and you, right? You out there listening. I'll see who we have available during the next election, who all is going to run for election. I like Kamala Harris because I think that she's a brilliant person. She's a woman, too. She's got a beautiful smile. You can usually tell people about people very easily through their smile. Hillary Clinton. She had a beautiful smile. She has a beautiful smile. Yes. When they get in that position of leadership, sometimes they do things. They don't listen to reason. They make mistakes. Yes, it happens. President Clinton, her husband, he made that decision way back then in the 90s to cheat on his wife. You know all about that. What happened? So for the next presidential election, not to mention the upcoming election in November where the House and the Senate might change around a little bit. I would encourage, I'm talking about the presidential election in 2024, I would encourage all people to vote carefully. There's some very important issues out there, you know, like gun control. And I don't care what anyone says, and I don't like what the NRA is doing. And some Republicans won't support a ban of assault weapons. Those things are made for killing for soldiers and armies. They're not meant for a normal everyday citizen to have. They can kill many people. Most of these mass shootings are done by assault weapons. So, hello, come on now. Again, be logical. People can get along just fine with a rifle and a shotgun and a pistol in their house without their rights being taken away. They don't need an assault weapon. I've had an assault weapon before. I was in the Army. I fired an M16 many times at targets over in the distance. They're not made for shooting at people out in the public, you know, mass shootings, in other words. Speaking of that, on that subject, you know, television is a very powerful medium. I'm talking about the main channels out there like CNN, Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC. They have a responsibility to tell the truth, tell it like it is, you know, without any political leaning. And they're doing it all the time. They're taking sides. Television, my, my friends, nowadays, is something that I can do without. I mean, I don't mind watching it. I turn the sound off. For me, it's a visual feast of colors. and I don't need to have all that volume in my ears, you know. I watch a, a sports game every once in a while. 
I don't need someone commentating to me what's going on. I can see for myself. And there's so many other shows available where I have a good time just listening, just watching the television without any sound. Because if you're looking at the television, I'm going to maybe try to describe this the best way I can, explain it the best way I can. It seems to me that if you're not actually looking physically engaged with the television, if you're like over behind in the distance and you're washing the dishes or you hear it uh, from the other room, it sounds to me like absolute madness, craziness. They're, they've got shows on, it's moving at the speed of light, life in the fast lane, and they've got these commercials that come on, they want to try to get you to buy something. It's Total madness, I think. Sometimes I hear that and I go, man, I can do without that noise. How about you? It, I know they're making tons of money, too. Some of these news broadcasters, they make like $5 million a year. Sean Hannity, that's Wolf Blitzen makes $5 million. Sean Hannity makes $20 million. They Give us news, everything that's happening. And you've got to make sure you, you also you don't say too many things about them, bad about them because... They'll get back at you. Somehow, some way, it seems to me that they know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. They tell all, all these, talk about these mass shootings that happened. And is that not, make, is it not reasonable? Is it not logical that these people that are doing these mass shootings are, Hearing about other people that have done it before in the past, I mean, they're all broadcast on television. It's like they get their day in, in the sunshine, you know. They're in the spotlight, and everything they did is analyzed, and they're like the, the news for a day, you know, and that's what they want, I think, for the most part, is to have their story told, you know. Sometimes they die. They get shot. And kill. Sometimes they kill them themselves. Not good because you know where they're going to go. They're going to go to hell. And there's demons there that are well equipped to deal with people like that. And the torment is indescribable, my friends. From what I've read, from my research, the people who are really evil, and you can name, I mean, there's a whole lot of people that have existed in our past before that you know what I'm talking about and presently exist who. For lack of way of, for lack of a better way of putting it, evil, you know, just totally gone over the border, killers, killers. There's a very special place in hell. I, I think that expression has been used before without going into the details. For people like that, and some demons that were created by the Creator, believe it or not, the Creator created everything. Because the Creator is all-knowing and all-powerful and does not make mistakes, my friends. There's nothing more powerful. There's no being or anything more powerful than the Creator, contrary to what some people may think, because they're in a lower evolutionary status. These demons, they know just how to deal with people like that, believe me. And their souls and spirits are terrified. It's a form of rehabilitation that will get people back on their soul's journey, my friends. It's unfortunate, like the shooter in Uvalde, for example. He killed 19 children. Well, the police, you know, the police's response was more than inadequate. They delayed handing over their body cams 
just a really terrible situation where the police didn't do like what they were supposed to do. You know, they're supposed to have the courage to go in there and, and take out these active shooters, you know, and they didn't do anything. And that 18-year-old, I mean, all the red flags were there. He used to walk around with a bag of dead cats. He was a cat killer. I mean, hello. If you see something, say something, my friends. That's what they tell us in the military all the time. Report it. Even if you have a hunch, don't worry about it. Just get on the phone, spend a minute, tell somebody. It should be like this on the news. Instead of the one day or two days, three days reporting, oh, that's just what they want. You know, instead we should say something like, today, five people were killed by an active shooter at a grocery store. It's a shame that this kind of thing has to happen in a civilized world. We feel very sorry for the family, the loved ones, and that's it, full stop. No more. That's it. Nothing else. Because you give these people what they want, their time on television, that's why they do it. That is what I think, my friend. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Unless you have another reason why they might do it, let me know. Besides being, well, mentally challenged, really, there's a lot. And most of these active shooters are mentally challenged. But it's also about losing one's temper, like the police do sometimes. And that leads me to say this. I've lost my temper quite a few times in my life. We must, it's not good because it can make you sick, you know. We don't want to get sick and catch COVID or pneumonia or bronchitis. You lose your temper and you upset your body's chemistry, your, your, the, the balance of your body. The balance of your body, that's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let me sing another song for you because my time is winding down my friend I hope I've made sense you know I'm a logical person and I think when you get older too and I'm almost 68 in a few days I'll be 68 years old you get wiser come on now for those of you that are younger you're going to find out yourself you will find out when you get older you get wiser and you get all the answers that you've been seeking during your life be able to find out what the answers are. And I've had a lot of answers to my questions, my friends, just by praying, seeking the answer, doing research on the Internet, learning from other people. Anyway, this song is called Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra. Let me take a drink of water. I'll take a drink of water. Trying to get away from saying, let me take, let me do this one. There's nothing you can do to stop me. It's more appropriate to say, I'm going to take a drink of water. You know, hold on, please. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wondering in the night, what were the chances we'd be sharing love before the night was through? Something in your smile was so inviting, something in your eyes was so exciting. Something in my heart told me I must have you. Strangers in the night, 
two lonely people, we were strangers in the night, up to the moment when we first hello. Little did we know that love was just a glance away, a warm embracing dance away. And ever since that night, we've been together, lovers at first sight. In love forever, it turned out so right for strangers in the night. Love was just a glance away, a warm embracing dancer. Ever since that night we've been together, lovers at first sight, in love forever, it turned out so right for strangers in the night. Dooby dooby doo, la 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 la, da 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 i got 60 seconds for listening to my show you know i love you thank you so much remember to be logical about everything please it behooves you it behooves your eternal soul do the right thing for yourself, not anyone else. Take good care. May the creator of the universe keep us safe and well. Please, creator, we love you. Thanks again. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.